All right, it's episode 47 of the Hot Grits podcast, our interview with Chris Coakley. Coakley, a graduate of Savannah High School, UAB, and now a professional basketball player overseas, talks to us about a number of things. Stay tuned for our interview with the Savannah High grad and, and the Savannah High School basketball legend. And stay tuned next week for episode 48 of the Hot Grits podcast, where we preview the Super Bowl. For now, here's episode 47, our interview with Chris Coakley. We got Chris Coakley with us now. Chris is a graduate of Savannah High School, one of the best basketball players I've seen come out of Savannah in my time, which is 29 years. No big deal, 29 years old. UAB, Spencer, uh, I know you were kind of introduced to him through the TBT, through the basketball yes, tournament sir. this past year, but his accolades before that speak for themselves. Um, you guys can look them up, but I'll list some of them for you now. Uh, averaged 12.4, 6.4 for his career at UAB and was Conference USA Sixth Man of the Year as a freshman, which was pretty, pretty impressive, I thought. At Campaign Coakley on Twitter. Chris, thanks for joining us, man. Yeah, welcome, Chris. Yeah, uh, thanks for having me, man. All right, so right off the rip, we've had Malik Levy on the podcast before. Uh, he had the claim to fame as the best basketball player we had on the podcast up until this point. But do you think that that's changed now? Oh, that's definitely changed, man. You know, you guys got me on the show, on the podcast now. So, you know, obviously that, I think that narrative changed quite a bit. <laughs> I'm sure Ben Levy would beg to differ, but uh, Chris, yeah, I'm sure he'll beg to differ, but it's okay. <laughs> Chris, I wanted to ask you right off the rip: uh, when people talk to you, or when people say Savannah style of basketball or Savannah brand of basketball, or like that, you know, that's a Savannah type of basketball. What does that mean to you? I would say hard nosed, gritty, tough. Um, Kind of doesn't back down from anyone. Um, even if they're not the the most skilled guys, uh, they're always out doing something on the court that you would make you notice them, whether it's rebounding or hustling or whatever that may be. I feel like a kid from Savannah will always stand out because he's always doing something. Right, and it seems like the court is always really open, and so it's it's always a lot of run and gun. It's up and down. Do you feel the same way? Yeah, I definitely feel the same way. Uh, that, that, that's just, you know, Savannah basketball, up and up and down, um, kind of fast-paced, uh, hard-nosed, hardcore. You know, that's, that's Savannah, man. Yeah, they get after it, man. All right, I want to ask you, Chris, because this is something that it might be a little specific, and, and I'm not sure how many people will remember the stuff that I'm going to ask you about, but I know you will. When when you were in high school in Savannah, it wasn't just Savannah High. It, it was Johnson. It was Beach. It was, uh, uh, well, Savannah High, Beach, Johnson. I guess Groves might have been around your time. They were they were pretty good, too. Who was the best player or players that you played against in Savannah in high school? That I played against. Uh, oh yeah, that you saw, or like, who, who were some of your contemporaries at the time? Like, who was the, you know, starring at Johnson or starring at, at at another school while while you were in high school? Uh, I would say 
my freshman year, Jenkins had a pretty good team. You know, I mean, obviously Savannah High was always, you know, good. But I would say my my freshman year, it was, I'll probably say Jenkins had one of the top teams. Um, sophomore, junior year. Yeah, or players that you played with too, Chris. My bad. Like, or players uh, that were. It's okay. Were, uh, um. I'm going to start with against. So against, you know, Jenkins had that team my freshman year. You know, my sophomore, all all through senior year, I would say uh, Tim Quarterman. You know, that would be the obvious. Uh, you know, guys like Malik Benlevy, Eric Johnson, uh, you know, um, Hakeem Coney with Johnson. Um, you got Rico Bonds, Daryl Myers, you know, guys like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see. So I remember all those names, but I, like I wanted you to kind of list some of those guys t- so people could kind of because when I say you graduated uh, yeah, in 2014, yeah, 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 like yeah, I wanted yeah, people to remember that time, like kind of yeah, what it was like. Like Savannah, like Savannah, it has a lot of, ba- of talent in basketball. It's not just you know Chris Coakley, Malik Levy, or Tim Quarterman. You know, it's a ton of guys. You know, granted they might not have had the same opportunity or the same success as we had. But, you know, uh, they were still, in my eyes, somewhat of high school legends because of what they done while they were in those high school jerseys. Just like, you know, Greg Mortimer. Yeah. You know, uh, even have, you even have some private school guys who played in private school. You know, you got, like, Khalid Q's, you know, those Calvary guys. Yeah. Um, you know, so Savannah has a lot of talent. You know, Ca- I, feel I mean, like, Cashmere Wright too. I guess he, you know, he's a little yeah, different. Ca- with Cashmere you. Wright. Uh, we were, it was it was some speculation on Twitter earlier about uh, Casey Mitchell. You know, and let me boom, get this. Let boom. me let me say this now. Let me say this now. But for for you guys and everyone else listening, my opinion: Casey Mitchell is the best basketball player ever in Savannah, Georgia. Period. I think he Hands like down. that's a bold that's, statement, but I think he may be the best player that I I I've seen come out of Savannah. It, I mean, yeah, yes. I mean, I you know, I would. I know some people will agree with me, and you may have those who don't agree. You know, and and again, this is just my opinion. But you know, from just from me watching him throughout high school, I feel like he he's like the pioneer for Savannah basketball as far as do you know you have the the Murdochs and you know. Uh, Purvis Ellison's, but right. I feel like in our era, a generation of what we can remember, I feel like it's Casey Casey Mitchell. Yeah, I mean, um, I I think he's right there with Cashmere, like for me in that era. And then I get, I mean, if you're talking about high school only, I mean, you could argue maybe guys like Toby Toby Veal. I'd put you Toby Veal, yeah. Yes, I'd put you Toby up Ella. there as well, and. But but then like what's awesome about Savannah is, and I don't want to go too deep into this because I'm not sure a lot of people care about this besides us, Chris. But like, what's awesome about Savannah is a guy like Malik Ben Levy or a guy like Eric Johnson, they can like forever elevate themselves by winning a state title. And when they went with Jenkins yeah. and won, that kind of solidified that whole era of Jenkins basketball in the same way that that you know that you guys and Johnson matching up in that state title game. I know that's. Sour, sour memories for you, but but you know that kind no of doubt, thing can elevate yeah. you forever in Savannah. It can, just like you know, guys can talk about what they did in high school, and I mean, hey, look, Eric and Ben Levy can say, "Man, look, I won 
state championships in high school. You know, that's and that's their legacy right there. Like, they have that to show. They have that to show their kids, their grandkids. Like, they're down in the in the, in the record books because they just because they won that state championship. Chris, do you feel like you still have some rivalries with some of those guys? Like, do you still uh, like a lot of times like with professional athletes? You know, these long term uh, rivalries build up. Do you still feel that way, or is it, it kind of like a Savannah's not, everybody's friends now? It, it won't necessarily be a rivalry. You know, I think, it, uh, like for instance, if I run across Tim or if I run across Levy, you know, in the pros, it won't necessarily be a rivalry. It will be more like okay, we both from Savannah. I'm going to bring it, and he's going to bring it, right? Just, just to show everybody, you know, we're both from Savannah, and we both, you know, we both are good players. We're going to go at each, go at each other's neck because, right. but it's all love, huh? It's all love. It's it's almost like you're going outside and playing against your big brother or little brother in the backyard. But I mean, maybe I'm wrong, Chris. Has it always been like that? It seems like, or maybe I'm thinking of other sports. It hasn't always been Savannah guys rooting for Savannah guy or Savannah itself rooting for its own guys. I don't. It feels like it's been more of you guys and everyone after it, or maybe right before you guys. You know what I mean? Like it used to feel like people were almost like rooting yeah. against other guys. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm. Yeah, it, 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 the the fan bases before you know it. It was really kind of biased. So okay, I, I'm I'm with this person. I'm with this person only. Right. Um, and I, I would say, you know, a part of that has a big thing to do with how good we were back in the day as far as you didn't just have, okay, just like now you have, what, Windsor and Johnson yeah. and Groves who, who may be all right this year. But when you – back then you had – you had Savannah High Johnson, Beach, Jenkins, Windsor every now and then. Like yeah. you, you had teams that you can say, okay, I like this team. I like this team. I like this team. So everyone had their own fan base, and that's how they were rocking. I remember Savannah High fans. It was nothing but blue and white. They hated Beach. They hated Johnson. They hated everyone but Savannah High. Yeah, especially those – like you walk into the, some of those arenas. I, I don't know if you – I don't know you know how old you would have been around this time, Chris, but I remember – when the 5A tournament or 3A tournament, I think, uh, was at Savannah State, and it would be, you know, all the all the local. It would be Savannah High, Johnson Beach, and those, you know, semifinal games. And that's when I remember first seeing Casey go off against. I think it was Johnson, uh, but but those Johnson arenas, and Beach. Yeah, those arenas were were electric at that time. I gotta imagine. I mean, I know UAB is Conference USA, but I gotta imagine. Some of those arenas that you played in and some of those atmospheres you played in high school were just as nerve-wracking or, or just as electric as in college. Oh, yeah. It, I can agree. It, it definitely prepared me for UAB because I was used to it. I'm used to, I was used to sell out arenas in high school playing in front of 5,000 people. You know, it, it don't even look like 5,000 people in the gym, but, you know, it's 5,000 people there and – all eyes are on you and what you're going to do. And, you know, I'm used to it. So I tell the kids now, the crowd that you guys see, even before the pandemic, the crowd that they saw is nothing compared to the crowd that we used to see. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can vouch for that. We, like, it, it used to we, be. We, Go ahead. And Savannah basketball, not even Savannah High, you know, every school used to sell out before the girls' varsity game. Yeah, you used to have to, people used to have to sneak into, like, the concession entrance. Like, I, through the concession dudes would walk around with, like, <laughs> fake, yeah. fake laminated passes and stuff. It was a... And it would always be – remember how it would just always be 95 degrees no matter what, even if it was, like, 20 degrees outside? <laughs> it was just always no hot what, as hell, man, every gym. It's always hot. When you step foot in the gym, you better take all your jacket off, your whatever, because it's going to be hot in there. That's just how many people just wanted to watch us play. And crazy, it was just a high school game. Our games had more people than Savannah State's own basketball team did. Yeah, that's true. No doubt. That, like, that's undeniable. All right, we're going to continue with Chris Coakley. First, I want to tell you guys about Coach's Corner in Savannah. Coach's Corner is the number one sports bar in Savannah and your spot for this year's Super Bowl. Call them at 912-352-2933. Visit them at 3016 East Victory Drive and find them on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and online at coaches.net. All right, Chris, I wanted to ask you about um, Savannah High School specifically, but but – Let's circle back to what you've been doing of late. First off, where where are you at these days and kind of what, what's been going on with Chris Coakley in the last, you know, 8 to 12 months through this pandemic and everything? Uh, well, through the pandemic, obviously, traveling travel is, is like limited almost. Um, I just signed, I signed the contract in, to go to Israel like last week, I want to say, but I can't go, you know, because the pandemic, Israel shut their country down. Uh, however, I am, you know, I, Isn't I that sub, wild? I That's sub. so wild to think about. That, Gosh. Yeah, that is. The entire country. But, you know, and it, I'm not, you know, it's all right. You know, better better be safe than sorry. Yeah. Um, in the meantime, you know, I just sub here and there. I sub at this school on Tybee, actually, because um, I know I want to pursue the teaching career after God says my basketball career is done. So uh, I'm just right now, while I'm waiting to leave, I'm just using my substitute tool just to get my feet wet in the classroom for whenever I do decide to give up basketball. Um, I can already pretty much know what I'm going to do and how I'm going to do it. Right. And Chris, uh, when you're talking about becoming a teacher, are you wanting to be a coach in the near future? I'm still thinking on that. I probably will, but it's, I'm still thinking on that because I mean, you know, coaching is is it's not an easy walk in the park. Right. No. Especially not in this town. Yeah, you know, I'm just I'm just watching. Uh, I'm watching my guy Kevin Nevis from, you know, from afar. You know, just seeing how he uh, reacts and just how he handles things. You know, this is. His, uh, first couple of years at Groves, so Kev's um, got a good little team at Groves, man. But he yeah, just yeah, has to yeah, play yeah, a gauntlet yeah. every night. I mean, he, he's got to play. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I this might be a bold statement, but I honestly think Groves has the best team in high school. Not the talented, but the best team because they play defense and they play hard. Now, Chris, now, again, that is a bold the, statement. Now, they're not they're talented. They're not the talented. They may not be the best offensive team. But as far as a team setting, I feel like they're the best put-together team all because they play hard and they play defense. Yeah, and, and you they're don't a fun find team that many to watch. Teams. 
Yeah, and you don't find that many teams or that many players who actually want to play defense because in this day and age, it's so offensive-minded. Spencer, they got a guy just so – Chris, I, I still cover high school hoops here, so I, like, I, I, I obviously know all about a lot of these guys. But, Spencer, can I tell you that Groves has – A, they have four Johnsons on their team, all of them averaging eight or more points. And they also have a guy ranked in the top three in the country in blocked shots block. per game. Yeah, yes. dude, he's averaging yes. he's averaging almost nine like blocks eight, per like, game. Like eight, I think it's like eight point three. Me and Kevin actually Coakley was knows talking his about stuff, it. Man. Uh, me, me and Kevin was actually talking. Uh, I want to say about two weeks ago about the kid because my AAU coach uh, from the Atlanta Celtics. He 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 took a, he takes a liking to him. So, you know, I called Kev, you know, to try to get that uh, worked out. But um, you think I, you would I dunk like on him, Chris? Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, seriously, though, seriously, I, I like him, though, because, you know, you don't you can't teach. First of all, you can't teach someone how to block shots. It's kind of it almost got to be natural. Right. Yeah. It's instinctual. And you can't really teach someone how to play defense. So if you get a couple guys who actually wants to play defense, I feel like you won. Because if I stop you from scoring and you stop me from scoring, we can go tie all day. But I just know that you're not going to score. Now that sounds like Tim Jordan at Savannah High if I've ever heard it. Yeah. (laughs) Are you looking to buy or sell real estate in the Savannah area? If so, call John Carr Real Estate today. John Carr Real Estate. That's John Carr, C-A-R-R, in Savannah. 912-228-228. 0916 or 6349 Abercorn Street. You can visit John Carr Realty at johncarrealty.com or on Facebook through John Carr Real Estate, Instagram, and on Twitter. John Carr Real Estate, buying, selling, or just learning more about the real estate market in Savannah. He's your guy. And if you call him, tell him the Hot Grits podcast sent you. 912 228 0916. Do you need work done at your house? Do you live in Savannah? Perfect. Then call Bewley Oaks Home Improvement today and tell them the Hot Grits podcast sent you. 912-667-5235. Ask for Tony. If you need work done inside your house, outside your house, you need the walls done, roofing, flooring, bathrooms, kitchen, garage, anything you need done, we guarantee the Bewley Oaks Home Improvement knows how to fix it. So again, call them, ask for Tony, Tell them the Hot Grits podcast sent you, and they'll take care of you. 912-667-5235. What kind, of, what kind of teacher are you, man? Are you like, are you, are you strict on the kids, or you let them slide, or what? No, I'm, I'm the kind that just, um... Like, if a kid's chewing gum in class, is he out? No, no, no. It's, it, I, I'm, I'm cool, but... You know, we have a mutual respect, so I like to, you know, have that mutual respect for students because I was once a student, so, you know, I know, you know, how you may feel or what your thought process might be during the day because I once was a student. So I kind of had that kind of bond with the students to know, like, okay, they know when to shut it on and when to shut it off pretty much. You see Coakley in there, like on the whiteboard, just like breaking down the, uh, right. <laughs> like the triangle offense and the four corners and the four corners offense and all this kind of stuff. 
Right, uh, Chris. Uh, speaking from a like a former Calvary grad, if if your kids fall asleep in class, just try not to be too harsh on them, bro. That that stuff's boring. <laughs> I, uh, I I wanted to I wanted to hear. Let's get to the TBT. Yeah, that's what I was about to ask about. What was it like performing in that tournament? I dude, I've come to love and like look forward to that tournament every year. It's one of my favorite events throughout the year. Can you talk about that for a minute, just in general? Uh, yeah, it was, it was great. Um. I played in it in 2018, my coming out year. Um, it was great then. I would say it was very unique this year because of the bubble, obviously. Um, inside the bubble, it's more like uh, I want to. I don't want to describe it as jail, but it's like the first like four days you're literally in your room the whole day. The only time you leave your room is to go COVID test. This was in Dayton, and right? Was it in Dayton, Ohio? Am I making that up? Uh, Columbus. Columbus, Ohio. Even more random. Right. And this is before the yeah. NBA bubble even took place. So it was like really yeah, yeah, almost yeah, yeah. experimental. So, yeah, our bubble was like, yeah, like you said, experimental. So Damn, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Teams were teams were popping up positive. They were sending right home. Gosh. Well, this year, so, you know, like, was completely different with the bubble, but also all all eyes were on. I mean, I, I remember watching, like, I would figure out when, when your team was playing in 2018. Or, you know, you, did you play in 2019 also? No, I didn't play in 2019. Okay. That's the year I skipped the year. I was hurt that year. So 2018, I remember, like, checking in on the tournament, but I was like, eh, you know, whatever. But I think because there was just other shit going on, other sports going on, but... This year, like, I, it was, wasn't was just me either. Like, we we had team heard that circled because, like, we were going to watch that game. And I remember we were in Orlando, actually, on a bachelor party when you guys played that afternoon against, uh, I, I think that was Overseas Elite, when y'all played Joe Johnson. And we were just all day, we were just dogging Joe Johnson. Like, Joe Johnson's fady, he's over the hill and all this stuff. And then he just came out and went off. What was that like playing Joe Johnson? Uh it was pretty cool, honestly. Like Joe, Joe was like, believe it or not, he was gassed. Like he well, was he gassed. Looked it. He but, looked there. He just kept but, bucketing though. He's yeah. He, and he just kept saying, he just kept saying, like, man, he just kept saying, like, I'm tired. Like he just, you know. <laughs> but you, and you, you, but you, you could tell that he's a pro because once he got tired, he started making it much more easy for himself because as you see. Throughout the game, he was hitting threes. He was shooting them, you know. But once he got to almost like crunch time, where he was like, "Okay, I gotta steal these guys away," he started going to the post. And all he would do is just turn around, hit out the backboard. He was almost unstoppable in that tournament. Almost, yeah. So it was almost like, okay, you could you knew that he was Joe Johnson, the pro, the 13 year or uh, however long he'd been in the NBA. You knew that's who he was. Hawks legend. But you look, noted. look. Let's give Coakley his rights, so because he was, you were coming off. I think you scored what? 30, was it thirty four, thirty two in the in the second round? And I like, I remember right. that too. Like, I left to go get lunch because you guys were getting murdered, and y'all came all y'all came all the way back. Thirty two. Uh, that was even against that, the money team. Yeah, even that. You know, we were all like. I feel like we just had to slow down. Like, we just had to settle in, you know, because we all were, like, go down in the huddle uh, for halftime. You know, we all were, like, you know, like, we're all right. You know, because basketball is a game of runs. 
So usually, whichever team starts off on fire, they're they're usually going to slow down when that second half comes. So you know they had a team for the shooters. You know they had like Bryce Offer. You know uh, uh, the little guy Jordan uh, Jordan Crawford. Yeah. You know, so they they had a, a pretty good good top guys. Um, so we just had to you know wait for them to miss shots, keep playing defense. Uh, just, and when they missed shots, it was just going to be our turn. Luckily, it was our turn the start of the second half. Um, and I had already knew that people were counting us out, especially looking at the score. But, you know, it's just a, a, a fire that just lit under everybody. And we just started playing harder and harder. But the moment we noticed, like, we're still in it, that's when we knew we, we won because they were getting tired and we were gaining more stamina. Chris, I love was, I not, love that turn. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I said which was weird that we were gaining more stamina towards the end, but you know that's what that tournament is all about. You know, you stick a a, a bunch of guys who say that they're the top players in the world, and it's almost like you just stick them on teams and they just duke it out. Like I love that tournament. Well, y'all's team was, and it was, was like going viral because you had some personalities on that team. I mean, you had like definitely I, John, you know, it, it was just a lot of stuff going on. Like, what was the guy's name that had the Spencer? What was the guy that had the best name? Oh, I remember God. it was it was months ago now. I do remember. What was the whitest was... name of all time? Coke. Ot Elmore. Ot Elmore. Oh, this guy, oh, our guy Ot Elmore, was just about on pod. Was just out there dogging people in the post game pressers and then put putting up buckets. Dude. And, I mean, <laughs> and he looked like a guy that was not good at basketball, and he sounded. I mean, Incredible. That's I, 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 a great guy. He's he's uh he's um I think trying to go into law school right now. But that's a great guy. Um, oh my and god! People, you Hired. Know, like when when you look at him, you would think, oh, this guy's not going to do that. But he can shoot the lights out the ball. Yeah, like the lights, like. And of course, he, he played in West Virginia. Like that, that, that's the only place that oh, yeah, Elmore could go off. De- yeah, definitely. But I mean, you know, he's a great guy. Um, I mean, he. I mean, he knows. Like, you know, he he knows that. You know, it was all fun. Like, he knows that he had a yeah, was smart a man, was smart. Um, yeah, that's that. You know, and he just capitalizing off of it. You know, which is smart. Um, but yeah, that 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 tournament, those guys alone. You know, the whole. I've never been to West Virginia, but the after the TBT tournament and me <laughs> leaving West Virginia. I can say, like you know, I I, I really did enjoy West Virginia. Like it it was dope. That's on my bucket. I gotta get by West Virginia. I've heard some wild things. You never been to? You never been to Morgantown, bro? No, neither have you. Yeah, I've been to Morgantown. Been all over West Virginia. Yeah, I've been to Morgantown. Chris, do you still keep up with Savannah? You still keep up with Savannah High and and Coach Tim Jordan and those guys? I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. I uh, actually we go every Sunday and play pickup at Savannah. Uh, Not with Coach Jordan. No, 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 no. You know Coach Jordan. Know. He's not, not getting, getting up and down. No, no, no. He's Those doing that Joe Johnson low post days. thing, isn't he? Turn around right off the glass. All right, I'm still trying to learn that, man. That that <laughs> he, he he hits it from the glass from anywhere. Damn, I'll, like, I'll, just, I'll like, make time, man. I can teach you, Coach. <laughs> yeah, man. I need I need some I need some lessons. Uh, Spencer, you got anything else for him? No, I don't. Chris, thanks so much for coming on the pod, man. This is a blast. We'd love to have hey, you Hey, man, again. thanks for having me. Of course. Uh, Chris, you want to shout out your Twitter again? I, I think I got it right. At Campaign Coakley, right? 
Yes, sir. Campaign Coakley on Twitter. Campaign Coakley on Instagram. Yes, sir. And just to clarify, we got you over Ben Levy, right? Me over Ben Levy. Heard Make it. sure Ben Levy knows that. <laughs> Will do, Chris. Thanks, man. All right.